Welcome to the Breezy Babies podcast where we talk about all things boobs, babies, and breastfeeding. This is episode five, Pump Plus Work. I'm Bree, the IBCLC, and I made Breezy Babies with you in mind to help ease your transition into parenthood. Becoming a parent changes your life in every way imaginable. Bumps in the road are going to come up as you move into your new role, but my goal is to help smooth out those bumps and help you become the most confident parent you can be. With good education and support, I know you can meet your breastfeeding and parenting goals. Let's do this together. Hello and welcome back. I am recording this episode one day after I recorded episode four. Unfortunately, my air conditioner is still out, but the good news is that today is a much cooler day. It's cloudy. It's kind of been raining on and off. So my house and my closet are a much nicer place to be to record this podcast. I also have to start with kind of my good message of the day to help you. And um, I thought of this because when I first came on to record this podcast, it wouldn't work. It wasn't picking up my voice at all. And I knew it wasn't my microphone because this is a brand new microphone, first of all. And second of all, even when I unplugged my microphone, it still wasn't um, detecting any sound. And so after trying a bunch of different things and searching on the internet and coming up empty, still wasn't figuring out why it wasn't recording my voice, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to do a hard reset. I'm just going to reset my computer, my laptop, and maybe that'll just do the trick. Sure enough, I'm back here now. I pulled up GarageBand and here we are. I'm talking to you and it's recording just fine. So that thought is sometimes you just need a good reset. Don't you ever feel that way in your life as well? Um, Sometimes you just need a little break, a little turning off and then starting back up again to kind of get yourself motivated all over again. I just feel like a good night's rest is a good natural reset that we have every day. So my hope for you is that you can get a good reset tonight, have a good night's rest. And I know, I know a lot of you are here with young babies, so you're not likely going to be getting a full eight hours of rest tonight, but try and come up with a plan, especially if you have a a partner or spouse, some support person who's home with you, where maybe you can come up with a great plan for you to get a little bit more rest tonight. That might include taking shifts tonight or doing a dream feed with your baby um, right before you fall asleep. Whatever it is, I know that there's something you can do to help yourself get a little bit more rest tonight so that you can push that reset button and wake up feeling ready to go for tomorrow. Okay, so enough about that because I know that you are here to really learn about pumping and supporting breastfeeding, whether you are an exclusively pumping mom, or especially this podcast is going to be super helpful for you today. If you are a working mom and you're planning on returning to work at some point after your baby is um, delivered, I'm going to be sharing my top three tips with you today on pumping and working. So let's do it. Let's just dive right in. So my first tip for you today 
is that for the first three to four weeks, I don't want you to stress about pumping and building up a freezer stash. Do you know what I'm talking about when I say a freezer stash? Have you ever seen a picture of those moms on Instagram where um, they just have milk bags stacked up in their freezer just from top to bottom? And um, us normal moms look at that and we're like, what? I don't have a freezer stash stacked from you know one end to the other of my freezer. Um, do I have enough milk saved for my baby? Do I need that much milk? We'll get to that a little bit later, but honestly, for the first three to four weeks, this is not the time to stress about saving up breast milk. Instead, this is a time for you to just really focus on perfecting your latch. The first three to four weeks are a tricky time. This is the time where um, you have to really practice your latch and it's gonna take a little bit of work to get it down. And sometimes adding in pumping on top of that all can just be a little bit too stressful. Now, if your baby is in the NICU, has to be separated from you for some reason, then sure, pumping is gonna be a part of your life in those first few weeks. But what I'm talking about is an exclusively breastfed baby. There really is no reason for a mom to stress about pumping in those first few weeks if her baby is latching well and growing well as well. Those first few weeks, you are going to be just feeding on demand. I like to think of those first few weeks as you putting in your order for your milk supply for the entire rest of the time that you are going to be breastfeeding. You are telling your body, hey, this is how much milk we want to make. So of course, if your baby is not latching well, not exclusively at the breast, then yeah, you would want to spend some time with your breast pump so that you make sure that your breasts are still draining, your breasts are are still getting stimulated like they should be. But for the majority of you, this first three to four weeks is just all gonna be focused on, no, we latch this way, no, we latch this way, let's try that again. And the pump can kind of take a backseat during this time period. My second tip for you is that at about three to four weeks, you can start with pumping about once per day and practicing with a bottle. This is the secret window to introduce a bottle. Three to four weeks, got that? That's an important part. Now the reason that I say um, start with once per day is because I want you to ease into it. I don't want this to be a stressful part because I can't tell you how many times, you guys, I have a mom come to me who was really stressed about building up her freezer stash. And after her baby is six, seven months old, she starts to realize, hey, I can't even get through all this breast milk in time. And they come to me and say, where can I donate this breast milk? I have so much extra. And while donating your, donating your breast milk is a great thing to do, there's almost always a mama who would love to um, take advantage of that breast milk and would be more than happy to take it off of your hands. But is it really worth it if you are super stressed about building up that freezer stash for all of those months? Uh, probably not worth it. I would rather you just have a nice, relaxed, enjoyable breastfeeding and pumping experience. Okay, so back to our main point here. I said you can start pumping about once a day at three to four weeks, and it really doesn't matter what time of day you pump, but I will say that you'll get the most milk output 
if you pump early in the morning, just because of the way that your hormones work in your body. Those hormones are highest during the night. So you're going to be able to pump more milk if you pump early in the morning. Now, if early morning is a busy time for you and that's going to add stress to your life, then no problem. Pump in the afternoon pump later in the day, pump whenever it's convenient for you. But again, don't stress about pumping so much that it's taking away from your breastfeeding experience. Just start by pumping once per day. During this time, I think it's also a great time to start practicing with a bottle, especially if you're returning to work. Now you don't have to give a bottle. There are different ways to feed your baby, such as cup feeding, which is actually really amazing. We don't do it a lot here where I live um, in really America in general. We don't see a lot of cup feeding, but in other countries around the, around the world, they actually feed their babies with cups. The most common way that babies receive breast milk or supplementation or formula here in America is by a bottle. So if you do want to give your baby a bottle while you are away at work, this three to four week window is the best time to introduce it. And then after that, just practice regularly. So even if that's every few days, you just give one bottle, that's going to be great practice to keep it nice and fresh in your baby's mind. Now I know what you're gonna ask next. Is there a magic bottle that my baby should be taking? There's many great brands that make bottles that actually are the shape of a breast and kind of have a shallow slope. But most importantly is I want you to look for a bottle that has a slow flow, okay? We don't want a bottle that's gonna be fast flowing because we wanna feed your baby in a way that mimics breastfeeding. Now there's a method called paste bottle feeding that's super important for you to know how to do if you are a working mom or exclusively pumping, your baby's gonna be getting bottles and then you're also gonna be breastfeeding um, later. Or even if you're not also breastfeeding, this is just a good way to slow the flow of milk that your baby is getting so they're not eating quick. Because think about you, when you eat a meal super quick, it's easy to overeat. But when you are slow, you take your time, you realize that you're full before you have overeaten. It's the same way for your baby. The method that I teach that shows you how to feed your baby with this slow method is called paste bottle feeding. This is super important for you to know, for your caregiver to know, for whoever is gonna be feeding your baby with a bottle. And I could do an entire episode just on paste bottle feeding, but the easiest thing for you to do right now is to go to my Instagram at breezy babies. That link is always in the show notes, by the way, but on my Instagram, I have a highlight bubble saved. That's called paste bottle feeding on my Instagram bio. And that's really great to go and watch because it's a lot easier to see it instead of it being explained on a podcast like this. I think down the road though, I would devote an entire podcast to paste bottle feeding because I really do think it is that important and it's so not well known. All the time out in public, we see babies laying down and just chugging a bottle as quickly as possible, but there actually is a much better way to hold your baby to position the bottle so that they are getting milk in a slower, more controlled way. 
Okay, let's move on to tip number three, and that is you do not need a freezer full of milk. So an easy way to think about this is I want you to plan on saving about one to one and a half ounces for every hour that you will be gone. If you don't measure in ounces, that's about 30 to 45 milliliters for every hour that you will be gone. So by way of example, if you work a 40 hour work week, then for that first week, you would want to have saved up about 40 to 60 ounces in your freezer before returning to work. I think that saving up a week's worth is a great first goal because that makes it really um, not seem so daunting and overwhelming. And also remember that while you're at work, you are going to be pumping milk and replenishing your supply. So you don't need to have a whole month saved up before you even return to work. That can seem like such a tall um, order to fill. Instead, just focus on having a week's work of milk saved up before you return to work. That makes it seem so much less overwhelming, right? That wasn't very great English, but I think you get the point. So promise me right here, right now, that you are not gonna are not going to compare your freezer stash with other mama's freezer stashes. Ideally, you are gonna make the amount of milk that your baby needs, and slowly you're gonna build up your freezer supply. And again, just focus on building up one week's worth before you go back to work. So you're gonna start pumping around three to four weeks. If you are not returning to work until your baby is three months old, then you have plenty of time. With each pumping session, you're going to count, catch an ounce or two, and those ounces are going to add up so quickly. Another secret little pro tip that I like to teach to the families that I work with is to invest in a simple haka and they are not expensive at all. You can simply attach it to the other breast while you're breastfeeding and it will catch that letdown that would otherwise be lost in a breast pad. And again, even if it just catches a little bit, all of that can be added together and saved up and stored to feed your baby later on. And all those little bits really add up to such a great amount. Now, I already broke down about how much breast milk you would want to have saved up if you are working a 40-hour week, but let's break it down a little bit further into how much you would need um, just in one day. So let's say, for example, that you work an eight-hour workday, then what you would want to have set aside to give to your caregiver for that day is about eight to 12 ounces, because again, you want about one to one and a half ounce for every hour that you will be gone. So leaving eight to 12 ounces with your caregiver would be a great place to start. Make sure that they have watched a video on paste bottle feeding because what I see happen so often is babies who are chugging through their mom's freezer stash while they're gone and then when they're reunited with their baby at night, their baby's not that interested in eating because they've been chugging milk all day long. Whew, we could do an entire episode, an entire podcast on this topic alone. But for today, we're gonna keep it short and sweet. 
I hope that these three tips have been so helpful for you. Again, that first tip was the first three to four weeks. Don't stress about pumping. Just focus on perfecting your latch between you and your babe. Tip number two was at three to four weeks, you can start pumping once per day and start practicing with a bottle. That is the magic time period to do that. And then my last tip was you do not need to stress about having a few, a huge freezer stash. So to all of you working mamas, you are doing important work. I know it is not easy to pump while you're away at work. It's something that I had to do with all three of my kids, but it was really important to me because I wanted to make sure that my baby was still getting those good antibodies and all the nutrients that breast milk brings to them while I was gone at work. And I didn't want to wean at three months. My goal was to make it to one year of breastfeeding. And I knew that to meet that goal, I had to pump while I was away at work, especially because I worked as a nurse through all of my babies. And especially for my first two, my girls, I worked 12 to 13 hour shifts as a nurse. And so you better believe that I had to pump while I was gone and away at work. So I have to tell you that my first had to be supplemented from pretty early on. And so I never really had to think about when to introduce a bottle or anything with her because it was kind of just a part of our breastfeeding journey from the very beginning and just continued on when I returned back to work, even when she was exclusively breastfed. And then fast forward to my second baby, I fed on demand and just had a great milk supply from the very beginning and she did not need to be supplemented. So I didn't think about introducing a bottle until a week or two before I went back to work at um, when she was 12 weeks old. So I didn't start practicing with a bottle until she was probably about 10 weeks old. And um, she was not interested in any way. She wanted nothing to do with the bottle. We tried different brands and we tried all the things, but what ended up happening is that she was not ready to take a bottle by the time I went back to work. So I would go to work at 7 p.m. So I would leave my house around 6.30. I would just breastfeed her right before I left for work. And then around nine o'clock at night, my husband would come in with our little two-year-old and then holding the baby. And it would come into the floor where I worked as a nurse um, on a postpartum unit. And I would breastfeed her around nine o'clock at night. And then he would take the baby home. Luckily, she was sleeping um, well in the night at this point. Not all babies do that. But for our situation, it was really lucky because she would sleep until I got back in the morning. Um, as soon as I got back around 8 a.m., she would breastfeed again. And then I would sleep for a few hours and then get up and breastfeed her again all. Now, eventually she did end up taking a bottle, but you better believe that when my third came along, I thought about this a little bit more from the beginning because I did want him to be able to take a bottle as well because again, I was a working mom. And so we practiced a little bit earlier and things went a little, a lot smoother. So take it from me. Don't wait until right before you're about to go back to work to introduce the bottle. Give yourself a little bit of runway. It's all about baby steps when it comes to your baby. And so practice, give yourself some time so that you're not stressing 
before the day of work is coming because that day is hard enough that first day back is tricky enough you really don't want the added stress of your baby not taking a bottle when you're going back listen you all are amazing you're all doing such good work I love to share this information with you. Of course, this is just scratching the surface when it comes to pumping and returning to work, but I really hope that that this has given you a little bit of guidance and given you some confidence when it comes to going back to work. You can totally do this. There are so many of us moms who have worked and still made it work when it comes to breastfeeding. I know you can still meet your breastfeeding goals, whatever they may be, even if you are returning to work. Now you know how I'm going to leave you, right? You are strong, you are smart, you are beautiful, you are a good friend to all. Have a great day, Mama, and we'll see you next time.